Stand Up Brew Jackets, a fun Blue Jackets theme podcast where we talk about our favorite team, the Blue Jackets, <laughs> and sometimes alcohol because, you know, the name is Brew Jackets. My name is Kevin. Joining me tonight is my co-host, my guy, Heavy Duck. We got my guy, Owen. We got my guy, Wyan. And we got my guy, William. Welcome to the show, everyone. How's everyone doing, Kevin? Since you're the one first talk, how are you doing? Great. Um, I wonder what happened to Alex there because he was hanging out with us before the show and he was going to be live on the show, but you know, well, oh well. Anyways, that's besides the point. Well, if hey, Alex, if you're watching, man, just use the same link, come back, you know, we'll put you up here. But um, no, I'm doing good, you know. Um, saw my brother's dog Cooper recently, so that was cool. Oh, yeah, and uh, I got my tickets in hotel for my trip to Columbus in October for ready for the first two games of the season. So, this nice. is gonna be fucking great, just so sweet and just so awesome. Um, because it is brew jackets, you know. I gotta ask anyone drink any booze recently? Uh, I did I actually had a new one. Uh, so you know, I'm a cider guy because I can't, I'm not able to drink beer due to the whole wheat bullshit. So I tried a new one. It was called Hard Rock. It's pretty good. I'll give it. I, I will get it again at some point. I'll definitely get it again at some point. I would give it a like a seven out of ten. Um, not quite as good as like the Stella Cedres, but um, for about, about on par with Angry Orchard. So Hard Rock. It's pretty good. Uh, I, oh, and I know you had some booze last night. What is that? I can't quite see. Owen. Are you muted? Can't hear you, Owen. Technical difficulties. Um, I do I do have another thing I was drinking recently. It's called uh, Brokers uh, 91. It's a gin. And London Dry Gin. I've been mixing it. I just like uh, a little bit of Sprite or maybe even like some Mountain Dew sometimes. Um, I like making a, like making a gin and tonic. Uh, I made a dirty martini the other night with it, some olive juice and shit. It's okay. It's not like my usual go-to, but um, a little bit of Sprite with like a slice of cucumber in there. Ooh, perfect. Oh, and that's great. That's a great looking scarf you got there, Owen. Uh, anyways, uh, I can't hear you. No, I can't hear you. Um, why? And I know, I know you're. You, you, you're 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 like what 22 so any booze recently no not really recently i mean i think i agree with lance with like the, the whole cider thing i mean i think it's better than regular beer there you go they just they go they go down easy i mean like i used to drink beer until i developed i developed like just some severe food issues here in the last like you know eight years um oh. i can't I can't drink it anymore, but I, what I really like about it is like it kind of reminds me of a beer in like the whole fermentation thing. So yeah. that's what I really like about it. All right. So Owen, are you able to talk now? Can't really hear you. Okay. Let's see. Yep. I'll probably have to reconnect. That's cool. Um. So. We got a couple comments. What's up? Madigan O'Brien says hi. Uh, she says that she turns 21 November 10th, first CBJ season. You'll be able to drink. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Get some uh, Elvis juice there at the game. Yeah. No, that's always pretty awesome. So, Madigan, when you're 21, what are you going to, what's going to be the drink when you're 21? Yeah. Hopefully, eventually in the, in the future, we'll have another. Blue Jackets themed beer eventually, maybe, possibly in the future. Yeah. Oh, gotta get Owen back in here. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. The only right. alcohol I've had is these beatboxes. I was gonna go on the tangent about how they're like bio steels, but alcohol, but they're like way worse than that. <laughs> is it like mini four locos or something? They're they're more stronger than four locos. They're eleven point one. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm an I'm like 
Irish, so it takes a lot for me to get like fucked up. So three of those would, you know. That's I don't a good know, night. but I agree. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm your fifteen. Let's not do that. You, you don't. That's why I food. said I don't know, but I agree. Sorry, I'm using toothpick right now. I just had some pizza right before this, but. Yeah. Um, so. It just adds cool. the toothpicks and just adds the shenanigans of the show. You know? <laughs> it's like the um, toothpick meme. Well, the audio, the audio listeners would never have known that, um, that I was doing that. Uh, so I know it's Wednesday, but have you guys seen, this has been one of my favorite things throughout the summer that the uh, Blue Jackets organization has been doing on their Twitter. And that is the, uh, Marchenko Mondays, um, where he like gets on, says something motivational and whatnot. I, I love yeah. it. I love it. And I saw some like rumors about like like or someone trying to start rumors about like trying to get him traded or yeah. something or like trade offers. And I'm like, why would yeah. you advertise this player the entire summer and then like Joe just go trade? Yeah. See, that's, that's that's some that's <laughs> some, that is not some that's some idiot hockey. This is some BS hot take. Yeah, this is all. Yeah, like this yeah, is probably you know, also a Ross Levick defender or something. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know Ross the summer's Levick? lasting too long when it takes like that. Ross Levick, or yeah. he's like some kind of like Justin Danforth stand. <laughs> right. Right. But you know, anyways, the name of the show, as it says, season predictions and hot takes. So me and yep. everyone else on the show are going to be t- talking about what we think, how the season may go, and hot takes. So let's start. Okay, hot take. Hot take. I posted this on the official uh, THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network, our partner. I posted this on uh, – or reposted their, one of their twi- uh, tweets today, and my hot take was, hey, for the Metro, is uh, the Blue Jackets aren't going to be last this year. <laughs> That's yeah, my hot no. take. Yeah. That's it. I'm not saying we're get like I'm not saying we're like even gonna be tease a wild card spot. I'm just saying not gonna be last place this year. No. You want a hotter take? Yeah. <laughs> do it. I, I, I say wild card. I say we can do it. I think yeah, the possibility is there. I, our our chances are higher than <laughs> Philadelphia to actually win, outright win the conference. People are just not looking at us seriously. You know, right. they did they they gave New Jersey hella looks for years, and now they're finally good. They yet they can't spare one look at Columbus. Yeah, another thing. Another thing I think with that is a lot of this stuff comes from when people don't people who don't pay attention to the Blue Jackets, they only see how the season went, and they just automatically assume that it's going to be a similar thing. When it's like, no, the Blue Jackets were only in that spot. Because they were injuries and they were hurt and shit. Like under normal circumstances, they wouldn't have been even close to that. I it, mean, it would have been something similar to what the 2021-2022 season was, which is you don't make the playoffs, but you're a competitive, you're more competitive team, and you're kind of paying the ass to just play. Just enough to screw you out of a good draft pick, huh? Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But you know that that wouldn't have been this past draft. That wouldn't have been an issue. Be. This this past. This past draft, that wouldn't have been a big issue because that draft was deep from top to bottom. So even under normal circumstances, the Blue Jackets still would have gotten a good draft pick in the first round, and even got better draft picks in you know the late later rounds as well. It just so happened in some very unfortunate circumstances they were in a spot that they really shouldn't have been. So last year's point leader, too. I'm going to give you the top ten. Johnny Gaudreau, 74 points. Patrick Laine, 52. Boone Jenner, 45. Roslevic, 44. Johnson, 40. Marchenko, 25. Robinson, 24. Boquist, 24. Uh, Nyquist, 22. And Bemstrom, 22. So, who's going to be the point leader next year? Um, I'm I'm calling it. It's Johnny Gaudreau. It's going to be Johnny Gaudreau again. I, I would be surprised if it wasn't a little bit. But then, you know. We have a couple bounce back seasons. I'm sorry, a bounce back season for some people, and, and our passing gets better, and, and our defense is better. Then you can see him and the, the only other person that can touch his point totals would be Line A if Line A plays a full year. Yep, because he was um, a point per game player. He was. Oh, easy. Yeah. Yeah. For, he has games played. 55 games played. He has 52 points. 
So he was three points shy of uh, of exactly a point per game. And he yeah. was and he was Lionel was having a similar uh, similar similar season than the 2021-2022 season where it was just basically just about a point per game, just about every game he was playing. And then the, in the 2021-2022 season, he went on a little hot stretch there where it was like 10 goals in like 18 games. So, so you know, Owen was right. If I, you know, he just keep that going over 82-game season, and even if they make the playoffs, then, yeah, he probably does lead it in points. Yeah. Um, I think also too, though, I mean, it's possible if, uh, if Rosovic like actually gets some more goals, he could have all, he could be, he could get over 50 points next year. Consistency. Like, oh, what, do you yeah, guys what do you guys think? Tell me, uh, tell it's, me. It's, it's, we've hefty duck. You and I have talked about this on the show many times about Jack Rosovic, which is that it's a consistency thing because there's moments in the three seasons that he's been with the Blue Jackets, there's moments where he's just looked awesome. And then there's been moments where he hasn't looked very good. So it's more about can he just keep, you know, get it together, have a full consistent play. Because if he can do that, then he can take it to the net, you know, whole next step because there's obviously something there. He's shown it in the three seasons that he's been with the Blue Jackets. I mean, he got 33 apples last year. Yeah. That's nothing to speed that. No. no, I don't, I don't like to hate on the guy either, but like, how many turnovers did he have though? Because that guy's um, opening up a bakery. Well, <laughs> well I would all, I would also part of that is is because at least under Brad Larson, they were incur defensively not the greatest, and they were encouraged to be more aggressive on offense. So that's going to play a role into it. But also, Mike Babcock is not going to put up with that shit. So he's probably going to tell yeah. that listen. Play your game and everything, but we cannot do what with that because we just can't afford to do that, at, you know, anymore. Yes. Mike Babcock for Jack Adams, hot take. There's another one. Yeah. Well, you That'd know, honestly, honestly, though, it's not that bad of a hot take because considering this John Tortorella's second season with the Blue Jackets, the 2016-2017 season, he got the Jack Adams – and part, you know, he helped the Blue Jackets to 16 games in a row, the most ever in Blue Jackets history, 108-point season, the most ever in Blue Jackets history, a trip to the playoffs, you know, and all this other good stuff. So it's not actually that far out of the question. I mean, he's a Stanley Cup winner. He's only one game away from having two cups. And he lost to New three. Jersey in seven when he was with the Mighty Ducks. So, you know. He's won gold medals with like the worlds and the world and the Olympics and world junior. It just, it, it can be done. You know, it's possible. He's a winning coach. It's just one three year stint in Toronto has got people concerned about him question mark, because like that team was a mess. Nobody could coach them. <laughs> <coughs> and you know, the thing is, is now that he's not in Toronto, I do think because he's in, you know, in a smaller market that he's not going to have to deal with all that shit that he had to deal with in Toronto. So like, yeah, the media is going to be there and yeah, they'll ask him some tough questions, but it's not just going to be consistent everyday harassment in his, in his face, which he can just kind of just relax a little bit and not have to worry about all, all that stuff and just coach. Yeah. Yep. Um, so our, uh, our highest point, uh, defender last year ended up being Adam Boakvist. Boakvist. <laughs> um, obviously, Zach Kerensky was out for the almost entire season other than like 10, 11 games or whatever it was. I mean, does anyone else think that it's possible for another defender to actually get more points than Zach Kerensky? Severson? No. Kerensky's going to go off. He's not going to. No one's passing it. It. Severson's the only one I think that's close enough to it, and that's only because Boquist is always on the IR. I, I'd say Boquist, if, if he's fully healthy, because obviously he's shown it not just with the Blackhawks, but with his short time with the Blue Jackets, that he can be an awesome player, especially putting up the points on the back end. But I So if he can do that, then he's a good choice. But I agree with Owen that Severson is probably the 
good first choice and then Boquist. Yeah. Hey, Adam, Adam Boquist, if you're watching the Brew Jackets podcast, <laughs> can I suggest a number change to 66, please? <laughs> <laughs> or 69, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, that, 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 I think that's Jordan Dumais' number. I was going to say, that's too much. Yeah. Yeah, can't wait to see uh, them coming up through the system a little more here soon too. Yeah, so Wierenski played in 13 games. He had he had eight points, um, which uh, unironically, I mean, er- Eric Branson had 70 games and 13 points. So it's not what he's necessarily there for. He's not there for to to, to make points. But um, yeah, if Wierenski kept up uh, that pace, yeah, he would probably have been second in point totals actually mm-hmm. um i mean he would have been close with with line actually he would have been yeah just below line a probably around jenner roslovic and so, you know, and i've seen i've seen clips of gabranson yes he's mostly a defensive kind of a guy you know that's what he is but i've seen some of the highlights of him scoring goals and some of the goals he's scoring are just like real big slap shots from the yeah. play where he where he just steps right into it and just uses his big size of 6'5", 220 to just slap, slap the shit out of the puck where he just steps right into it and it blows it right by the goalie where the goalie has no yeah. chance. So that's the thing, what I've seen from Gabranson is like, if he, you know, mostly defensive defensive, but like when he scores a goal, he can just slap shot the shit out of it and step it Boy right old Zdeno it. Chara. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. Yes. Um, this is going to hurt to hear maybe Eric Branson had more points than Cole Sillinger. Um, <laughs> what are we going to see from him next year? What do you think? What do you really think? It's bounce back. Yeah. I really think it's a bounce back because he had a real good first season, but the book was out on him. And now people watch the tape to see, okay, what do we know about this guy? What's he good at? What's he weak at? How can we go after him? And people found out the book out on him. And unfortunately for Cole Sillinger, most teams found a way to get at him and basically put a stop to him. And it just was a struggle for him. because, And it's not from a lack of chances because he had many chances to score some goals and it just wasn't going in. And the Blue Jackets gave him all sorts of opportunities from first line minutes you know, second line minutes, he was on the third line, the fourth line, power play. And for the most part, it just wasn't really working. And then they put him down with the monsters and he did awesome. Yeah. So, you, so I want to keep my opinion. He probably comes back motivated to say that he's not going to let that happen again, because the thing is, is now that the Blue Jackets have Fantilli, Adam Fantilli, Texier is coming back. Dmitry Voronkov is, is coming. Those center spots, they're getting thin. Those center spots are getting thin, and if you don't do it now, you may have lost out your chance for good. So I think he's going to come back more uh, motivated. What do the other guys think? William? You worded it perfectly. Yeah, you I have, agree with everything you said. No, that's it. You don't have anything else to add? No, you like I said, you said it perfectly. I blame Tate McRae. I don't give yeah, a fuck. Same. <laughs> I hope he, he needs to stay away from her and get that out of his mind and have a better season. Um, no, the yeah, Tate McRae so- stands. Tate McRae stands and me have have gone at it before. It's funny. Well, so one thing to remember: he's 19 years old. I mean, all these dudes, for the most part, most of them are under 30. You know, there's a lot going on in your 20s other than just hockey. Yeah, that's their, that's what their their job. That's what their life so, is. Sophomore is slump. It just happened but, to be a huge one. Yeah, and there also happened to be some, you know, off the ice drama we heard about a little bit. And, and so, you know, uh, I think he's my hope. I hope that you are correct, 100. percent I hope we see a, a bounce back. He deserves it. Uh, he, you know, he works hard. Uh, you know, I can't wait to see him after this offseason uh, to really see what he can do uh, in his – this will be his junior year now, right? Well, he's going to have to come to camp more competitive, especially with Kevin saying he, there's a lot of spots that are running thin. Yeah, we have Texie coming back. 
Yeah. What are we going to see out of him? What do you think? But, that that's kind of a hard one to know because he, you know, it again, it's he did take a year a year off from playing in the NHL, and that does make a difference. And he did play mm-hmm. good over in Europe. But the what we can base off of the last time he played for the Blue Jackets was the 2021-2022 season. And that was really the season where he was really starting to take off and taking that next step. He was really good on that fourth line with Sean Corrali and Eric Robinson. And he the 99 line. Sean Corrali. Yep. And Texier and Texier even earned some spots where he's playing higher up in the lineup and he was really starting to take off the, the goals, the assists, the points, real good players starting to, to blossom. Then unfortunately, you know, he gets hurt. That takes him out for a bit. And then the personal issues happen. And then that's why he wasn't playing. So that's going to be interesting to see is what one are we going to get? The one that may be not as good because he took a year off, or is he going to take continue where he left off and take that next step? Because he is mostly a winger, but he can play center. And as you know, it's the center thing has been an issue for just about most of the Blue Jackets' existence where they need help at center. So any help you get at center, you you take that. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes for, for Texier. You know who I hope loses his invitation to camp? Mm-hmm. Emil Bemstrom. Yes. Like, whether it's lost in the mail or he just doesn't get one. I just hope it I just hope it happens. I think at best case scenario, he's probably a guy in Cleveland, which is fine because you know, honestly, he when he was down in Cleveland, he was getting first line, second line minutes, and that's what he should be getting. And he's playing really good down there, and that was good for his development. And if it happens again, you know that you have someone down there. That's you're helping his development again, but if you need someone, you know that you have someone down there that's shown that can play good hockey at times. Like no hate, no hate to the guy, but I've just seen enough of him from here in this system. Like even though the system has changed, the system has changed like three different times while he's been here, and it hasn't worked out for him not once. Whether whether that's a consistency issue or whether that's just a you know, an issue of the the coaching styles of all these coaches. Is he the Swedish Alex Galchenyuk without yes. all the, you know, racial slurs? Yeah. <laughs> I, I do also think this about Emil Benstrom is I do think the Blue Jackets rushed him, rushed him just a bit. I understand why they did it. But oh, well, yeah. I understand why they did it, but I kind of wish they didn't, but they, they did it because – his first season was the 2019-2020 season, and that's right off when they didn't they lost Duchesne, no more no more Duchesne, no more Panarin, so that's a huge a good chunk of your offense leaving out the door. They did sign Gustav mm-hmm. Nyquist, so that does help. But Benstrom to and he still has this to this day where he has a really good shot and offensive upside, and I think in my opinion the Blue Jackets felt that they needed that offensive upside with Duchesne and Panarin leaving. They needed some help, and that's why they rushed him, in my opinion. And I, looking back on it now, I'm not the smartest thing to do. They should have just let him cook over in Sweden for another year and then, you know, uh, bring him over. He cooks in Sweden regardless. It's the bigger ice. He said bumps him to Kunlud. Um that's what I'm so, saying. Mm-hmm. Ryan commented, per ports line, uh, Ron Collick is expected to arrive in Columbus this weekend. Okay, that would be awesome to see. I'll believe I'm, it I'm when excited. I see it. We are, um, you know, getting closer and closer. We're, I mean, we have hockey coming up literally in the next month. Like, preseason is going to be happening in, like, what, like three weeks? Yeah. Roughly? So camp's about to start if it hasn't already. I, I think it probably has. Yeah, it's like it has officially started. begun. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see that. I mean, uh, spaces, positions, they're running out um, in a good way. It's going to create competition. You know, we've mm-hmm. mentioned this multiple times on the show. Like, there's, there's a lot of talent here. 
but there's there's only so many spots in the roster. Um, so yeah, you know, hope knock on wood. Alrighty, so you guys want to take a just a random guess real quick without looking it up of, of who was the goal leader for last year? Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner. Um, yeah. And he had 26. Line A with 22, Drew 21, Marchenko 21, Ken Johnson 16. Um, those are the top five. What do you think? I mean, can Jenner repeat that another year with having a full and healthy team? I mean, can he be that guy? Honestly, based off of his last two seasons, if he was healthy and played a full season, he at least would have gotten 30 goals. And he already has a 30-goal season in his career. So like, and he's shown he can be that type of guy. So if he just plays healthy, yeah, he can get that type of production because that Boone Jenner is the type of guy, you know, preferably you'd want him playing like third line, fourth line minutes, but the verse, he has versatility and he's shown time and time again, that if you need him to play first line, second line minutes, he can do it and he can do mm-hmm. it well. You want, and he, a lot of his goals are deflections and, kind of the grinded out goals, the greasy goals in front of the net, both yeah. five on five power play, you know, stuff like that. So if he's healthy, he easily could have had 30 goal seasons the last two, you know, two seasons. So he absolutely can do it again. He'll probably to start off the season. He'll probably be first line, second line. And then once would be probably, you know, Fantilli, slash Kent Johnson slash Cole Sillinger, if they get settled in there, he can be bumped down in the, you know, in, in the lineup. I have a hot take. Yeah. Number one goal scorer next year, Kirill Marchenko. Yeah, I was about to say that. I mean, he stole it. It's not, <laughs> that, it's not that bad a big of a hot take, though, because the dude, was, if, yeah. he played a, if he played a full season, he easily could have gotten 25, 30 goals. Yeah, well, he had 21 already. Yeah, so, thirty-five he, goal goal score, Kirill Marchenko, number one for yeah, the Jackets. Over thirty, if I I would hope so. Um, so I mean, do you? I personally, I think yes, we could see a Boone Jenner thirty goal season, but I'm hoping we see a forty or fifty goal season from some other guys who have been there yeah. before, or are about to be Ooh. there, like Marchenko. Yeah. And Fantilli. Fantilli might even break the rookie goal record this year that Marchenko set last season. That would be amazing. Two seasons in a row having a record breaker in rookies. Yeah. Like that spell like whatever happens this, this season, I'm like the future is bright. Yep. The future is very bright with this team. And oh, I, yeah. you know, it's definitely getting me jazzed for this season. No, I Ken nice. Johnson, Michigan pass. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, um, I don't. I've said this before. I I don't care. Bring me all the Michigan players to the Blue Jackets. They've it's benefited the Blue Jackets. It's benefited the Blue Jackets big time. Yeah. Michigan historically being good at hockey has helped out the Blue Jackets. Just just, yeah. just bring me all the Michigan players. I need it. Let's go. Bring me all the Michigan players. Um, I, I don't. I don't care if that pisses off some Ohio State people. I love you, Ohio State people. You're good people. But please realize there's a reason. A hockey school. It's a hockey school. So yeah, that's all I have to say. You know, in in that regard. So yeah, more Michigan players, please. So the leader um, in power play assists. Now, um, I don't want to do it this way. I want to do power play points, but we'll do power play assists. By far, last year was Johnny Gaudreau with 21. The next guy up, Boquist, had nine. So, I, I mean, can our power play improve? What, yes. what do, what are we going to see out of this next year's power play? Who are we going to see on it? Who's going to actually be able to show up? Both the um, power play and playing shorthanded. We'll, we'll start with power play first. Being on offense, being a man oh, up. What you thinking, Owen? Um, on that first power play unit, hot take: we don't use any defensemen. Uh-huh. We use two centers, possibly on that. Like we load up line A at the point, 
and we load up uh, Fantilli at the point as well. But the yeah, rest from be... experience that usually doesn't work well. <laughs> it does. Throwing Wrensky in there though too. Yeah, at least like the one guy to really be up top. But okay. that's what it, some other it people doesn't. Have but done. I think Fantilli yeah. has enough defensive responsibility that you know I have a lot of um, you know comparisons to Fedorov with him. Like, he may be the next Fedorov, and he's going to be here longer than the two years that... I mean, Fedorov put up over 100 points here. Like, that. that's not something to scoff about in about a, a season in, or two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only saying so, this from experience when Boston was experimenting with a 5-4 power play, like, the last two years. Like, generally, it just results in more shorthanded goals against. Just... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, we did have Jack Rosovic did have quite a few shorthanded goals this last year. Mm-hmm. Or that's where most of his goals came. It was like three goals came from like shorthanded or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but Gustav Nyquist led the team in shorthanded goals before he got traded. That's yeah. okay. That sounds right. Um. So, yeah, I would love to see, you know, that that power play be an offensive force. Um, you know, and, and you bring up a good point, Owen, about, um, you know, the there being more defensive responsibility for some of these uh, offensive-minded mm-hmm. players. We saw it happen, like, starting to happen, I think, a little bit last year. You know, we I think we started to see, like, line A coming back on defense a bit more, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even, even could grow to a certain extent. It's, like, not their responsibility – but them just being there to even just help a little bit, you know. Um, I mean, have, has anyone ever seen Johnny Gaudreau like throw a hit out on somebody? And that's not like the only defensive move there is. But do you know what I'm saying? Like he's not a physical kind of guy. I have not. Yeah. Seen it. I, me personally, I have not seen Johnny Gaudreau. Like, He'll get into a scrum in the corner, but he doesn't throw the body around. Yeah, like line eight can. Yeah. Line it just naturally without trying can throw the body around here and there. And he's starting to realize his size really well too. And I think, mm-hmm. that, yep, and that's an important thing that a lot of people who are bigger, if a lot of them don't realize that, hey, you're big and you can use your size to your advantage and they play smaller than the, than they actually are. But then once they figure out that, hey, you, I'm big and I can use this to my, my size to my advantage – it's a whole new ball game for them because they become that much better of a player. And we've already seen this. The, yeah. When the Blue Jackets had Pierre-Luc Dubois, it was a similar situation where this big dude at first, you know, was playing smaller than what he is. But then once he figured out how he could use his size to advantage, he took off and really helped his game to the next level. And it really helped out the Blue Jackets. Two examples that come to mind when Dubois did that. Interesting enough, they were both against uh, Toronto. First is a regular season game in October 2019, where he has the there's a board battle along the wall, and it's him and Austin Matthews and Pierre Luc Dubois just uses his size to just ragdoll him. He went ragdoll him. He wins the board. He wins the board battle. Gets the puck. And he just skates to the net and just shoves it into the net. And it was just like, wow, what a great move. Just power forward. And yeah. then the second time is the third goal he scored with to win the game, game three in the playoffs against Toronto to complete the hat trick, was just another moment to where he there he just used his size to just bully through two people to go on a breakaway and scored the goal. So, like, we've seen that with Dubois, and like Owen said, we're starting to see that with Lion A, so if we can keep that going, it's going to be a whole new ball game for Lion A, where he's just going to be that much better. Lion A's overall game has gotten better since coming to Columbus, so it's only a matter of if he can stay healthy and if he and can if keep his scoring. Can support him. Oh, yeah. Well, Goudreau definitely can. Yes. Will Fantilli? Probably. Jenner has. Yeah. So, hey, this is a good time. I need to do. We need to do the ad roll real quick. So advertisements. Here's a, here's a teaser. After the ad, I'm gonna do a hot take, but you're gonna have to find out what that you know hot take is. You know, after the ad. In about two minutes. 
Even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about a vacation state of mind. Whether I want to listen to Trivium on repeat or just need to retreat inside my own head for a bit, I love creating my, my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer. Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or stay calm with some guided meditation. Uh, I like having a, a playlist for, for the gym, some metal to pump me up. I also like something to, you know, listen to while I'm out doing some yard work. Uh, makes time go by quite a lot faster. And let me tell you right now, Raycons are the best way to listen. Use earbud, earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon right now. Brew Jackets listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com THPN. That's buyraycon.com THPN. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can store, score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling called 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right. W. Ooh. Oh no. Bro. Knock Kevin's echoes back. Yeah. I muted you, Kev. <laughs> so I guess we're going to have to be uh, in suspense a little bit longer on Kevin's hot take as well. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. What's up? Hey, there we go. Echo is gone. I, I don't know what was going on there. Anyways. So, what you got uh, for us, man? Yeah. All right. So, this is one of my hot takes I'm going to have for the show, which is this. And I said this on the show last week, which is Ohio State's got a new president, Ted Carter. He is, and this is well documented, he is a big hockey guy. He played hockey in college, a big hockey fan, loves hockey. And because of that, in my opinion, this – it's just going to make the relationship that uh, the Blue Jackets and Ohio State have, which unfortunately isn't the greatest, but it's going to be better. And he's not, in my opinion, not going to put up with all this plumbing excuses garbage. He's going to find a way to get it done, which is not only going to benefit Ohio State, but benefit the Blue Jackets and the city of Columbus and just bring a big, beautiful national spotlight highlighting Columbus and the shoe and the blue jackets and Ohio state. And because this guy, Ted Carter is a big hockey guy. Sure. Ohio state will always be a good football school, but it's not going to be just that anymore. In my opinion, he's going to make it so that Ohio state is putting money and attention into other sports, which is going to make hockey better because you got a hockey guy that's running Ohio State. And we can finally, you know, actually maybe get Ohio State a better hockey setup than the shot for Ohio State men's hockey or that peewee rink that Ohio State women's play. Honestly, (laughs) 
your Division One Ohio State. You shouldn't be playing in that. You just won a national championship. The women have won the championship. Yeah, right. Yeah, in 2022, you won a national championship. It's time to step up and be like other schools in the Big Ten that have good facilities besides just football. And having a hockey guy like Ted Carter will not only help out Ohio State and Ohio State hockey, but it will also help out the Blue Jackets. And Ted Carter, listen to me. If you're ever watching this, I, 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 I'm going to go, to use a basketball term, I'm going to go hard to the paint for you. I am going to be out there showing some love for you and some support for you to help try and help you out there and get this done because Columbus deserves it. The Blue Jackets deserve it. And Ohio State deserves it. Yeah. I don't disagree with you at all. The only thing I'm going to uh, add to that is that um, Ohio State's biggest money bot- moneymaker by far is their football program. And so they're going to have to piece them first. Um, but I don't think that that should interfere at all with any sort of hockey uh, whatnot. And while that does not really uh, have anything to do with the Blue Jackets, it could possibly, especially with this outdoor game. And maybe it could in the future. I mean, partnership or anything, anything at all. Would be cool to see the, some love between the two because there has not been there. So, all right. I got two more things I really want to talk about real quick. Um, so, first thing is, the leader in penalty minutes last year by 13 minutes was Matthew uh, Olivier. Uh, 81 minutes, Sean Corrales, 68, Goodbranson, uh, 57, Jenner, 51, Bjork, 42. So, I think we're going to see something similar. I'm not sure if we're going to see Bjork uh, quite uh, as much. He only played 33 games, and he had 42 minutes. That's kind of an issue for me. (laughs) My guy's a goon. I don't care. (laughs) He had less than half the games that... uh, he had about half the games Tim Bernie did, and Bernie's like 34 minutes. And that's yeah, just rough. of course. One of his things is he's gonna have to stay out of the box, but he's such a good puck mover that eventually, once he figures out everything in Cleveland, I bet you we'll give him more of a look, or he's gonna end up going somewhere else just to be real for him or something. Yeah, but, but the thing is, though, the Blue Jackets did give him his qualifying offer, so even if he does. Mm-hmm somewhere else and he comes back to the nhl the blue jackets would have first dibs at trying to sign him yeah that's right um so you know um top three for next year i'm gonna see i think we're gonna see probably you know olivier corral good branson maybe uh even peak because peaking johnny gaudreau were the only two players on the entire team to have 80 games no one played all 82 but they were the two highest to play um, 80 games last year, and they both had exactly 22 minutes, Peak and Gaudreau. So, you know, with more playing time comes more more penalty mm-hmm. minutes, but yet they had the the most games, and and like 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 that's an okay amount of penalties for 80 games. That's whatever. Um, Olivier, we're gonna see him in the box. Corrali, I really think that he needs to like lay off some of the dumb. He just takes dumb penalties sometimes. You know, just like little tiny little hooking bullshit. I just can like I think all we all he needs is like a little bit more of like stick control and um, to maybe slightly hit the brakes at certain times. But that's my hot take. What do you guys think? I like that penalty top three. Well, okay, wine. I want to hear two things. Your your thoughts on how you think the Bruins will do this season and what your thoughts on what maybe the Blue Jackets could do from an outsider perspective. I have one more thing yet. <clears throat> okay. Um, well, for the, for the Bruins, I think that we barely see them make the playoffs <laughs> because, yes, they've lost a lot of pieces that they had last year. They're obviously not going to have a year like that again. Future um, Bruin, my <laughs> Shifley. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that might be a next year move. But um, for this year, I think their wild card 
and they're probably another first round exit. <laughs> um, but for the Blue Jackets, um, I think they probably don't make the playoffs, in my opinion. I think sixth place in the Metro is probably reasonable for them, I would think. Perfect. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right to me. I'm just from outside looking in. You know, yeah, I mean, I, and that, that's the thing. And I remember that before the 2021-2022 season started, a lot of people were saying, oh, the Blue Jackets, that season, the Blue Jackets, or the season before that, the 2020-2021 season, the Blue Jackets finished last. And a lot of people said, oh, they're going to finish last again. And obviously they didn't have a much better season than that didn't make the playoffs with a much better season and to me this is a similar thing is happening again where the blue jackets don't have the greatest season because a lot of people are saying last when i just don't i don't see that happening i think the lowest is probably six and i think the highest is probably like four yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. Yeah, originally I was on the boat that the Bruins might miss the playoffs, but then Kevin actually brought up a good point like a few days ago, I'm pretty sure. It was that the Blue Jackets made the playoffs with like not the best center depth mm-hmm. like at least one year. Yep. That yeah. what I, I did I did talk to you about that on the Discord. Goaltending helped that year a lot too though. Well, I did talk yeah. to you about that on the Discord line. That was the 2016-2017 season where the Blue Jackets didn't have the greatest center depth. But a big reason they got in because they had that 16-game winning in a row winning streak in the 108-point season, and that's what get, you know got them into the playoffs. So it's like that alone. Sure, it helps if you had good center depth, but that season there's been multiple teams that have proven throughout the years that you can get in even if you don't have the greatest center depth. If you have other stuff that is carrying the team. And for me, from an outsider perspective, when I'm looking at the Bruins, part of me thinks that I think they may do better than people expect them to do because it may may be motivated by what happened to them where they had this good season and then they pulled a Tampa Bay Lightning where you have a good season then you get knocked out in the playoffs to where you may have a better season because you're motivated because you don't want something like that to happen ever again. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so, uh, last thing here I want to bring up before we start our uh, ending uh, ending words. So, I mentioned it just a little bit ago. Goalkeeping. This was obviously an issue this last year. We obviously traded what was what was our our best goalkeeper for this last season. Um, we currently have four goalkeepers signed. We have one goalkeeper on a paid uh, professional tryout. Sorry. Um, currently, it's Mer- uh, Elvis Merzikens, Daniil Tarasov. We have uh, Nolan Lalonde and Jack Greaves. I hope we don't have to see much of Lalonde and Greaves. Not for their playing sake, because of injuries. I really hope that we don't have to see... Too terribly much of them because you know they're great goalies, and I would love to see actually see them get uh, some minutes each. Sure, maybe like towards the end of the season or something if we're out of the playoffs. But I, I really, really, um, my hot take this year is that Mercedes comes back full force, full form. He's as good as he was before. I don't see any reason why not. He's had an entire off season to to work on that. Um, I think there was some maybe some outside influences that maybe affected um, him a little bit differently than maybe some of the other uh, other players as well. And I think that he will come back with a full grip on everything. I agree with you. If he got uh, Nathan McKinnon's uh, sports psychologist. Yes, because if he got that guy, then he's literally going to be the guy. Every team has one now. Every single team has one. I'm sure every player has has talked to one to a certain extent. And uh, like, if he has his own personal one, I think it's probably going to be 
a benefit for him, especially with, you know, the trauma that he's faced with this organization. And, yeah, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, what if he needs a new destination? Well, what if a new destination just makes him worse? Like, what if, he, you know, he likes it here in Columbus. He does a lot of – he supported the community. I mean, hell, he went down to Chillicothe for a football game one night just just for randoms. I think it was uh, Tavion Galloway was still here, but he doesn't play here anymore. Um, still, you know, there's players that really like it here, and he seems to like it. It's just, you know – getting over a down year. I also think that just by default, he should be better because he's going to be playing in a much more responsible defensive system under Mike Babcock. That's not going to put up with a lot of this shit. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of that was his fault, but some of it is just like, no, it's just not his fault. Cause like, you can only stop so much as a goalie getting shot yeah. on like crazy and it doesn't help though a lot of times the blue jacket just couldn't get the puck out and you know sometimes you can't get sometimes you can get away with that but a lot of times you can't and that's where a lot of the issues happen and that's where getting a guys like Proverop and Severson help out with that because they're not going to put up with that and they're they've shown that they can be good puck you know good defensemen they just help get the puck out of there. Yeah. I mean, when you're oh. playing with an AHL defense most nights, it certainly doesn't help. <laughs> yes. No, that's very true. Very, very unfortunately. Yeah, most of the true. most of the core was injured. Yeah. Yeah. The CBJ infirmary was at full force all year. Just... Um, so uh, final hot takes from everybody. Final predictions. Let's start with uh that CB that one CBJ fan. Um, um, like I said earlier, I think when Wierenski comes back, he's just gonna go crazy. He's just getting tired of it. He's gonna go nuts. Yeah. I. He had the bird's eye view all season long. He was looking down from up top at the game. He his he's gonna come back. Big brain. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have anything else you would like to promote real quick uh, as well? Um, follow me on Twitter. Um, it's the that one CBJ fan, and also join the FHL. <laughs> and if, if you want to pick a team, you can message me, YN Bjorkswag or Parody Goalie seventy nine. Hard to say. Good guy. Wasn't able to show the show today. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad i don't know if it's because i took them like when i do the intro i take everyone off anyway we'll talk about it afterwards um Wyan, hot take it can be a bruins hot take or blue jackets for our audio listeners just so you are aware his name is bruins Wyan, and he is a bruins fan that we invite on the show for a uh unique uh unique viewpoint good guy he's part of the bjork group yeah that's true the bjork center um, bjork center crew yeah, I've got two Bruins hot takes. Um, my first one is Pavel Zaka, 65-point season. <laughs> All right. Just to own, own that fat broad in New Jersey. <laughs> well, yeah, not only that, but he had, he had 57 points this year on the second line and second mm-hmm. power play. So, you know, I think he's probably going to be playing first line this year because, you know, with the retirement of Bergeron and Krejci, <clears throat> um He's basically all we have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think if he gets those first line minutes, gets some first line power play time, I think 65 isn't out of reach for Zaka. Yeah. And then <clears throat> my second hot take is that Charlie McAvoy will finally finish top top three in Norris voting. He's been on the cusp. Yeah, he's been on the cusp. He's been on the cusp of top three um, many times in his career. Like two years ago, he was fifth in Norris voting, and then the next year he was fourth. And this year, um, he wasn't top ten because he started the season injured. So they took, you know, you got to really start the season healthy to be 
in the running for those awards. But um, I think a fully healthy Charlie McAvoy this year definitely has the potential to be top three in Norris voting. Hell Charlie yeah. McAvoy. <laughs> Last year's winner uh, was Eric Carlson. Uh, Adam Fox and Kale yes. McCarr also nominated. Um, Old man Eric and his three. Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think McAvoy's oh, winning yeah. the Norris, but I think he can be a finalist. Hell yeah. So, Owen, do you have anything else to say? Or promote? I... I have a hot take that's not CBJ related. The Pittsburgh Penguins are going to be bottom feeders of the Metro for the next five years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very possible. Yeah. Uh, wait, oh, real quick, uh, Wine, do you have anything that you wanted to promote real quick? Oh, yeah. Um, pretty much just Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Bruins Wine. I want to see some Bruins stuff. <laughs> and also, the wood. <laughs> Yeah, wood, wood, Ryan, wood, wood. Hell yeah! Sorry. All right, Owen, you. One of your hot takes was just that the uh, the Penguins are going to be bottom feeders next five years. Yeah, I like that hot take. Yeah, (laughs) that's a good one. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind if it happened. (laughs) Bottom feeders. You know who else is going to be bottom feeders? Flyers. The Washington Capitals. Oh yeah. Both of those teams are going to be bad. What are they going to do when Obi's gone? What are they? Yeah, it's the same situation. Yeah, Pittsburgh. What are they going to do when the when, when the gang's gone? When, when the gang's all and, gone? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Washington has it better than Pittsburgh, but I, I I think a little bit too. Yeah. Although Pittsburgh's picked up Kyle Dubas too, that maybe he could work his, you know, get into the second round at least for the first time in a decade. Magic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else to say owen or follow me on twitter yeah follow me on twitter claim an fhl team if you have swag um <laughs> plenty of teams to choose from oklahoma city's unclaimed we got new orleans new orleans got a new sudbury blueberry bulldogs shorzy inspired <laughs> jersey very cool we got all kinds of other teams that you can claim it's it's an insane time on the stream. What we do is we just chill, hang out, watch our teams play. And, um, yeah, that's about it. Hell, yeah. Well, I will uh, – Kev, go ahead. Uh, take your yeah. pieces. Talk about the Blue, Union Blue Soldiers a little bit as well. Yeah. Well, before I get to that, first oh, – hot takes too. Yeah, first things first. Look at Cooper. He's the great. Oh, yeah. Look at Cooper. My nice. brother. Look at Cooper, my <laughs> brother's dog. He's the greatest dog of all time. Just look at that awesomeness. Just look at it. It's a cutie. Look at it. He's a cutie. Mm-hmm. Also, my dad commented. He said, "Good stuff, guys." <laughs> He's got a picture of my nieces as his profile picture. Look at that. Look at that. look at that great dog right there. An outstanding dog. Classic dog, dude. Classic. <laughs> Classic dog. All right. Classic dog. W dog. Yes. All right. We've. I've shown Cooper. I'll. I'll show him again next week. That's one of my memes. Anyways, next another hot. This is a hot take. It's. Some people aren't gonna like it, but it is what it is because that's hot take. Anyways, Zach Wierenski, If you ever watch this, please listen to me. You need to bring back this this suit. Just do it. Just do yes. it. Yes. Just do, do it, because listen, some people. Not, pick. You just gotta do it, because some people want to, you know, want to take it too far and shove Ohio State stuff in your face. I think you need to return the favor and just say, okay, fine, here you go. Here's some Michigan stuff, you know. You should get one for all the Michigan boys. Exactly. You Blanks, know what, Jonathan Pantilli. You, you know what, Zach Wierenski, Nick Blankenberg. Kent Johnson, Adam Fantilli, and eventually Gavin Brindley all come in wearing oh, yeah. Michigan suits. And then I want Blue Jackets players coming in and maybe counteract that with like Ohio State stuff. Go out like an all-out fun. Just go out. But yeah, Zach Rensky, if you're if you're ever watching this, paying attention, please bring back this suit just for the meme <laughs> and the laughter. It, you know, the fun. Oh, yeah, Anyways, now on to my stuff. Go check out Union Blue Soldiers. It's a fun Blue Jackets themed group. 
we have a fun march on October 12th. We're marching on the Nationwide Arena to cheer on the Blue Jackets. Here's a little flyer right there. Look, it says, enlist with Union Blue Soldiers for dot, 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 March of the Union Army, October 12th, 2023, bar 6 o'clock p.m. We're marching on the Nationwide Arena to cheer on the Blue Jackets. Be Here's, there. Be there. That's be right. There. Be Arthur, there. Arthur's coming Thursday. from Philadelphia. There's no excuse for you not to be there. That's I right. Work. We got our Philadelphia friend, Hartsy. He's coming in for the march and the game. So anyways, I'm going to show a quick video, and then uh, we're going to get out of here. Anyways, from the march. So here it is. <laughs> that always gets me. The penguins suck. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> so one last time, one last time, join Union Blue Soldiers as we're marching on the Nationwide Arena to cheer on our beloved team in Union Blue, the Columbus Blue Jackets, on Thursday, October 12, 2023, 6 o'clock p.m., starting yeah. at our bar, ending at Nationwide Arena, and join us as we march on the Nationwide Arena to cheer on the Blue Jackets. CBJ! 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 Hell yeah. Wow. That sounds awesome. You know, I, I, I just mentioned, like, I have to work there at that, like, I, I 100% have to be, like, I have to work. But, man, I I really think I got to make this happen. I'm going to the one on the 16th. So, I'll be there the Monday after the opening game for sure. I already have tickets for that. But, like, mm -hmm. Man, I really, really want to make it down there for that because, uh, you know, a little like not unimportant fact, you know, me and Kevin have uh, known each other here for about a year now. We've never yeah. met in person. We've never got the chance to cross each other as we both live in different states. Yeah. I've also never met uh, Owen, Wyan, or Hartsey either, which I don't know you guys quite as well yet. Yeah. But um, Hartsey and Wyan are in different states. I'm just in Joe uh, Coffee. Oh, uh, okay. So <laughs> the one uh, that's still a pretty good drive for me. Um, the one kind of uh, like Twitter uh, personality I have met was Boomer. He was a very nice guy. It was pretty cool. Boomer's I think I actually probably... met him and talked to him twice at two different games. Um, so he's my that's cousin. One thing. Just keep, uh, just keep, uh, just keep a lookout. You know, we'll be posting more of that stuff. Um, if I am able to be there, me and Kevin will probably do like a small meet and greet kind of thing. Like, um, no hugs for me, but I'll give you a fist bump. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, that's that would be dope. I would, I would love to see you all there. Uh, we'll try to make that happen. So, uh, my final thing is check me out on Twitter. Uh, I'm getting close to 500 followers. That'd be awesome if you guys can get if I can get there here by the start of the season. Um, get this king to 500. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, and then uh, I also, uh, you know, check out the, the Brew Jackets. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you're at doing whatever the things that you are doing. Um, and because uh, we appreciate it. Any support helps us out. It's free to like. It's free to follow. And um, yeah. So this has been a episode of the Brew Jackets. Thank you for joining us, audio listeners. Thank you for watching. Wherever you're watching from, Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook. And we will see you here in another week. Yeah. Have a good one.